Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win stacks of cash by entering the 150K Crack the Code giveaway. Brought to you by your local paper, now through July 14th. Look for the code on page A2. Then visit 150kgiveaway.com and submit your entry. You could win the grand prize of $100,000. Grab the paper every day. Get the code on page 2A and improve your chances to win tons of weekly cash prizes. Visit 150kgiveaway.com for details. Hey there, and welcome to episode 19 of the Beneath the Stats podcast, produced for Wicked Local North Boston. I'm your host, Rob McKittrick. Joining me today is CLNS Media CEO and founder and Celtics reporter, Nick Gelso. Nick, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to, to chatting with you for a little bit here. This is great. Yeah, I appreciate you joining me. I want to talk about CLNS Media and how you started the company, but we do have to start with NBA free agency and the Celtics. Yeah, the NBA is usually crazy in the offseason, but this year was really a new level of crazy. I couldn't stop looking at Twitter. I don't know about you, updating it every minute. It was one Woj bomb after another. For those who don't know, the Celtics signed Kemba, Anitas Cantor, KD and Kyrie went to the Nets, Kawhi and Paul George are on the Clippers, Jimmy Butler went to the Heat, Horford tragically went to the Sixers. I want to get into the Celtics with you, but let's talk about the free agency period overall. What did you make of the free agency period and how all these guys went all over the place. It was one all-star after another switching teams. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, uh, it's the best couple hours in sports, that first couple hours after the uh, free agency opens. And definitely uh, it was fun this year, um, even though Celtics lost Al Horford, a lot of player movement. It all depends on what type of game you like, man. I mean, I'm, I'm more of a traditionalist. I like to see players stay with their franchises and, and win the hard way, I guess, you know, in some cases. Uh, but no question, seeing how Kawhi ha- handled uh, free agency and kind of kept his mouth shut and there was no Woj bombs and that nonsense. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he messed with the Lakers, so you can never uh, get – uh, tired of that so uh that was fun um but yeah man it's it's a fun time of year it, it always is and you know rolls right it's like the nba has become a 12 month out of the year uh sport you know you roll right from the finals to the draft to the free agency to summer league and then you got a little month break and you're right back to work with uh preseason so in training camp so yeah i mean no rest for the weary it really is incredible how the season ends you think you're on to baseball season (laughs) and it really is the most exciting part of the year is that free agency period and I feel like the NBA I don't know why I don't know if it is the egos and the drama and guys changing all over the place but the NBA is so different compared to other leagues in that way yeah I mean well 
football has done a good job becoming a 12 month of the year sport too. Uh, but right. I, there's really not, you go outside of the United States and football is probably like sixth or seventh on, on, on the list. Uh, you know, I mean, in this country, everything's the NFL, everything, you know, the sun rises and sets with the NFL, but you know, truth be told, uh, the NBA has done a great job by keeping us all working 12 months out of the year because there's always something going on, you know, and I, I mean, summer league has been fun and uh, uh, free agency, the draft, the lottery, it's just constantly going. And, and that's, that's great for the sport for sure. Now you mentioned summer league and let's transition to the mm. Celtics. Now Kyrie Horford, Morris, Rozier and Baines, they're all gone. Kemba's the new, the new go-to guy for this team. You recently tweeted on July 1st, I believe, that this upcoming season will be, quote, the return of Celtics pride with Kemba <laughs> leading the way. We all know last year was disappointing. The team was unlikable. We all knew Kyrie was going. Al leaving was shocking to me and a tough one to swallow. But what do you make of the new look Celtics? How should fans be feeling about this team right now with Kemba as the new go-to guy and Al Horford now on the Sixers? Horford is irreplaceable if that's even possible um you just don't replace his intangibles he leaves a way bigger void than the other guy who went out to brooklyn um absolutely <laughs> and uh yeah i mean I, I i think my obviously you pay attention to my twitter so you know i'm not a Kyrie fan um no one is <laughs> but yeah but the, i i i mean it, it's nice now that he's officially gone because right <laughs> all the big celtics fans that were actually Kyrie fans that's you know spent their days and nights trolling guys like me are gone oh i love to be cold <laughs> it's no big deal i instigate it but um yeah i mean al i, I was i was just on a podcast with bob ryan and Al, we both said the same thing. Al leaving took Boston from pot potentially a two, three seed to a four, five seed. So, makes a big difference. But I meant what I said back to Celtics pride. My biggest fear with Irving was, you know, it took literally decades for the Celtics to become a free agent destination. And though Irving wasn't a free agent, um, he was traded here. He's a superstar, and um, you know, there's no question he's. I was concerned mainly about the, the long term, you know, of the team culture wise, you know, it, the fans fans today are more fans of players than teams and franchises and cities, which is scary uh, because the league is built around cities and, and markets and franchises. So with the Celtics, you know, what's your selling point? Your selling point is the, the culture, the tradition, um, the garden, the fans, uh, and the banners. And uh, Kyrie, a superstar, took, you know, stuck his nose up to that. And I, I didn't know the long, the long-term um, impact of that neg negatively. Now, thankfully, the Celtics have the best GM or arguably one of the top GMs in the NBA. And Kemba Walker coming here as a free agent most definitely – changed the storyline and and the bad PR kind of went away. So uh, I, I'm satisfied. But, yeah, it was a scary, scary time and an, a, not a very fun season to cover um, from a media perspective. And I, from a fan, I mean, I'm still a fan. From a fan perspective, it wasn't fun either. So it's going to be nice to see um, overachieving, gritty um, – hardworking win first mentality come back Brad Stevens mentality come back 
to the Boston Celtics because uh, that the team we watched this past year, though they had moments of, of greatness, uh, truth of the matter is majority of the year they were imposters. You didn't even feel uh, like you were watching the Celtics, or what we've come to know as the Celtics. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I I couldn't be more excited to go into it. I mean, last last summer I was obviously very excited, thinking just like everybody else, we all thought it was going to be 60-plus win season and they were going to steamroll through the East. And it's a nice wake-up call. It also is a nice kind of reminder to the, to the nerds out there that are – you know, and they're spending their lives on spreadsheets looking at data and formulas in regards to basketball. Uh, they sometimes forget that there are people playing that game. And people <laughs> impact wins and losses, people's personalities as well as their work ethic, their instincts. That stuff does not come through on an Excel spreadsheet when you're talking about, you know, they're, you know, per 36 or they're, you know, this crazy, crazy stat keeping that that the nba now has i'm not one of those guys man robbie i i'm I'm the type of guy who studies body language and i i talk to players and and i'm kind of a personality guy i'm looking at the players personalities and and in in that case having a, a very low character guy like Kyrie was painful this year because my biggest uh, impact or, or I don't know if you want to say goodness in, in what I do for our company is revolving around, um, it's revolving around player personalities and how they gel together and storylines that are compelling and not, uh, completely overwhelmed by drama and media circus. I think the biggest takeaway this past year that I already don't miss is that, I dare I say his name, but that Donald Trump uh, mentality kind of oozing its way into sports, particularly one of the more liberal sports in all of professional sports, basketball, that whenever a, a player or a fan doesn't agree with facts, no matter if there's video to back it up, audio to back it up, multiple sources to back it up. They just say it's fake news. It never happened or you're editing it or, you know, and this is a a dangerous, dangerous thing because the media is the pipeline to the fans. And if they're not going to be trusted, you know, and some media members haven't earned that trust. Some have, some not, but, you know, you can't just look at, what you like or dislike. And when you dislike it, say it didn't happen, even though proof says it did. I mean, I've had people, you know, throughout the season that would tweet me screenshots of my own tweets and, you know, things I've said, and they've said it was false. And I've had, obviously, our company, uh, you know, films every single press conference in their entirety. I mean, I'd back it up with the players saying it themselves, and they'd say I edited it in. (laughs) So, you know, it's just... I'm glad that's gone. So that's what I mean. I mean, it's not just that, but that's one of the things that I'm referring to with Celtics pride. I mean, if I were Brad Stevens, I mean, you just can't do it today. But if if you could, I I would have, you know, by December, torn the names off the back of those jerseys because uh, everybody, not just Kyrie, everybody was more concerned with themselves than they were with the team. And that ain't good, man. So it's kind of kind of good to see it uh, shift now. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir on a lot of those things. You know, in terms of myself, I'm a, for anyone who listens to the podcast, they know I'm a big psychology guy, I'm a psychology major. 
when you're talking about body language and team chemistry and character, I 100% agree that's a huge thing to do with team performance, not just stats. And so I agree with what you're saying there. I think Kyrie being gone will be huge for the team makeup. I hope that guys start to gel and start to play, quote, Celtics basketball. Obviously, it sounds cliche when people say it, but it's true. The team just wasn't likable to watch that last season, and the biggest key was the chemistry and the passing and the ball movement and all of that. So I think you hit all in the head. But you did mention your business, CLNS Media, so I want to transition to that to end the podcast, if, that's, if that works for you, Nick. Sure, man. It's unnecessary, but uh, but I'd be happy to do it. Um, you know, so it, you know, founded it in, in – uh, well, actually, it founded in 2007. Our first podcast was in 2002, so – been around quite a long time incorporated in 2009 and now you know finally finally the uh the industry has kind of caught up with the technology and and podcasting has become mainstream and uh from that and our years of doing it it's been we've been privileged enough to work with many many um media members and athletes former athletes on 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 their podcasts and and that's that's been a dream come true so now, the company itself is really, it's, it's, it's three pillars. I mean, there's uh, uh, podcast consulting, which which is constantly going. It's corporate, uh, it's corporate, it's influencers. It's also just persons or small businesses. And then there's um, ad placement. So we have a sales staff that, that goes out and, and sells advertisements, both national and, and Boston brands. Because we're not just Boston. If you look at our roster of, podcast at clnsmedia.com you'll see it's it's not just boston um and it's not just sports so there's 80 podcasts there that are in a variety although sports kind of dominates it um so the ad placements and sales is a big big driver for us revenue wise and then the one that that bostonians know us most for is is having um locker room you know reporters cameramen producers etc in Gillette and Fenway and TD Garden for every single game. And this will be the 10th the year doing it. And uh, it's unbelievable. It's flown by. I mean, I can't believe I, uh, when I first started covering the locker room for the Celtics, you know, the characters were Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and Rajon Rondo and Doc Rivers. And, you know, now it's and, – and, and it was a game where, you know, not everybody was – chucking up threes and why it was just different basketball and that was just 10 years ago but it flew by and uh so yeah check us out at clnsmedia.com if you're interested in podcasting or have a podcast basically the the real robbie it's like this well if you have a podcast and you have a lot of listeners and you can't figure out how to get advertisers and or elevate your listeners and or network with people in different industries that are also doing the same thing, look me up. It's very easy. You can get me on Twitter, CLNS underscore Nick, or you could hit up our mailbag at info at CLNSmedia.com. And, uh, dude, I mean, that that's basically it, I think, unless you have questions. I mean, I'm sure to happy to, to answer. I did want to talk about your business a little bit with you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, everyone should check it out. Me being from Boston, I think it's a great sports media site. It seems like you guys really utilize, as you said, podcasts and videos. You have a lot of great written content as well and guys following the teams. Why did you initially create it? How did you create it? How did you go about doing that? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's probably – I mean, it's a logical question to ask, but it's it's not an easy question to answer. So, right. uh I was a restaurateur in my 20s, believe it or not. I was dumb enough to get into the restaurant business. And, <laughs> um, 
you know, I did well in it. And once I, once I got out of it, I kind of was depressed because I went from super busy to, um, you know, the phone stops ringing and the emails stopped coming. This was before really, I think we were on MySpace back then. So it was a while ago. And, and, uh, so MySpace stopped, if people remember that stopped humming and, all of a sudden you're sitting there and you know, you're staring at four walls. You go from being needed and busy to kind of just stagnating. And so I needed to do something every day, like it was a job. And it's a true story. I'm not a holy roller by any means, but I was depressed and I was not really leaving the house. So I made myself go to church every day, Robbie. And that mainly because it made you get out of the house and it made you get dressed and shower and, socialize with people, even if it's 90 year old people at the 1 PM mass, you know, on a Wednesday. Right. Uh, and the second thing I did was I used to, at this point there was Facebook was new and I used to just go on Facebook and, and, and post mega rants on how much I despise LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And that turned into suggestions about, uh, starting a blog and, and, so I, I did that. And from that, I wrote, I'm not a very good writer, man. I mean, I'm, I'm a good, um, I can art, articulate a story very well in print, but I need three editors to make it look good and look remarkably <laughs> correct. So I don't write very at all anymore. But uh, back then I was the sole writer. So one of, one of my articles got picked up by CBS Sports and then WEI in Boston, they were the powerhouse back then. And they found me and were like, would you do a Sunday spot? It's interesting that you're, you know, running a Boston-based site and you're out of the, the, the market. So I did that on Sundays. And then somebody approached me and said, dude, you need your own podcast. You have a good radio voice. I don't hear it, but he did. And I was like, what's well, a podcast? I think he might have called it an online broadcast back then. I can't really remember. Right. And... Uh, the rest is history from there. You know, we started doing that and then media credentials came in 2010. And once that happened, everybody was, a lot of media members were trying to figure out, you know, what the hell we were doing. Um, <laughs> the different kind of media. Nobody did that. It was still blogging back then. And uh, from there, we, we, you know, a lot of people had come to, how do you show us how to do this? And then truthfully, as, well, you know, as ESPN hired Woj, which they, they had to clear out $5 million, $50 million in salary to pay for them, so they laid off half their employees. Just kidding. I don't know if that had <laughs> But the ESPN layoffs happened. Actually, most traditional outlets started laying off really high-quality talent because the industry was starting to go more into the direction that we were in. And every time that would happen, it would seem like another – um, two, three, or four people that were pretty household name type media members would come and hit me up and say, "Can you teach? I'm I'm laid off. I'm looking for a job. I need to stay in the game. Can you teach me how to do that?" And from there, it built. You know, from a couple hundred thousand listeners a month to a million, and today it's like I think uh, I didn't do June's numbers yet. I think I want to say in May we had eight million listeners, wow. viewers, and web hits. So it's kind of like the American story, right? Um, and it's also a testament to the fact that with the internet, if used responsibly, you could achieve anything. Um, and dude, I have no idea. I like, there would be days where I'd go to the garden and be stressed out because you're trying to manage a team there or stuff's going on in the office or in elsewhere, elsewhere 
that's stressing you out. And then I would just stop and take a big deep breath and realize I'm standing in the middle of the parquet floor, you know, prior to tip off or after say, if the 14 year old me could tell the 40 year old me <laughs> that I'd be doing this now, they would, I would think they were crazy because I was a, just a ravenous Larry Bird fan, Cedric Maxwell fan, you know, that those eighties teams, um, so I, I tell people if, 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 you know, five out of seven days you're happy, you're winning. And I would say I'm at least happy five out of seven days. It's not always easy, but uh, and it's not always fun. And but it most certainly is most times. And, and God's blessed me to to be able to to call this my career. If you want to go there. I'm, and I try. Obviously, you look at my Twitter and I'll try. I try to tell people I'm not a beat writer. I'm not a reporter. Um, that's not what I do for our company. It's not really even my main job. When I cover games, I'm covering games mainly to, um, uh, as a personality, as an analyst and, um, really as a personality though, somebody that's going to, you know, give you food for thought, not always backed up by facts. And I'm very clear to say this is speculative, but what do you think? And, but we have reporters to do that. I mean, now we have full-time reporters. So they're, they're the ones that are uh, breaking things down in an analytical fashion. I'm more coming on and saying, you know, I don't care how many uh, X and O's is you put on something. It's all about chemistry and, like we just said, body language, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much – that's the, the, the short version of a very long story. All right, well – Nick, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else you want people to know about? Obviously, follow you on Twitter at CLNS underscore Nick. Check out CLNSmedia.com. You guys are on social media as well. Is there anything yep. else we can talk about you want people to know about? I mean, uh, check out the pods, man. It's not about me. It's about the, the talent that's working with us, everyone from – you know, if you're in the Boston market, you know, DJ Bean, he's on NBC Sports and Pete Blackburn and Cedric Maxwell, Bob Ryan. These guys are all Jeff Goodman. They're all um, really have amazing shows. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to call them friends and colleagues. And um, and if you've not heard of us, you know, check out the website, check out the YouTube channel because it's all original content um you know during the seasons you see a lot of stuff from in in the arenas and interviews and full length we were the first ever to do online full length locker room press conferences now not quite a few people do it but um that's still kind of our claim to fame which is why it makes it so damn funny when everybody says you chopped that up to make Kyrie say that no we didn't so <laughs> it's all Kyrie yeah check it out <laughs> yeah give it a sub and a subscription and and come on and join the party uh because we have a hell of a lot of fun, man. Oh, and after every Celtics game, we have a, a dynamite post-game show that has like 150 call lines. Um, most people don't know this. It's great for fans that are Celtics fans that are outside of the market or even in the market because there's no more post-game shows with callers in, on traditional radio in Boston. So, you know, come over to, to check us out. We've, and it's, it's actually the maybe one of the original, one of the only original shows left. Um, from our original roster. So it's it's 10 years old, and it's still going strong. So check that out. And uh, for God's sakes, that's enough for self-promotion. <laughs> I, appreciate, uh, I appreciate your time and, and, and your interest. Uh, I'm flattered for you to have, have had me on today. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Nick. As I said, I really appreciate it. I think you guys are doing 
a great job, and I really admire anyone who starts something from nothing and builds it along. So I know how how much hard work it takes and how much dedication. So uh, thanks again for coming on. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much, and keep up the good work. And let me know the next time, and I promise I won't be late. How's that? <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks. So much. <laughs> right. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thanks so much to Nick Gelso for joining the podcast. It was really interesting hearing his take on NBA free agency, the Celtics, his hatred for Kyrie Irving, and how he started his business, CLNS Media. As I said, everyone should go check out their content. They have a variety of great podcasts, videos, great written content on the team. But I want to end the podcast by discussing the Home Run Derby and comparing it back to the NBA in terms of the popularity of the sport and why the NBA is popular versus the MLB. And... Last night, as I'm recording this on a Tuesday, last night was the Homer Derby, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. put on an absolute show, but he ran out of gas, and he had around 91 home runs, and he just had too many home runs, and oftentimes guys do get tired, and Peter Alonso ended up winning, and it was very entertaining. I think it was entertaining because they had a superstar like Vlad Guerrero Jr. who has the big personality, and I think that's so key to this game because you look at a guy like Mike Trout, I mean, everyone's talked about this a million times in that the MLB doesn't do a great job of marketing Mike Trout as a superstar, and Mike Trout doesn't market himself in that way as well because he doesn't have a huge personality. They recently did an advertisement that they showed on Twitter about Mike Trout of how he's not going to change who he is to be who other people want him to be. And that's all well and good. But in terms of marketing a sport, there's a reason why the NBA is so successful and Major League Baseball is not. And obviously, part of it is the nature of the sport. We do know that NBA is a faster-paced game and baseball is slower. So obviously that's a main factor. But I do think the personality and the superstar nature of the NBA in the drama, in all the different back and forth of changing teams and the rivalries, it draws interest. And you saw it last night of why guys tune into the Homer Derby. And a huge part of it was Vlad Guerrero, the name, the superstar, and his personality. And I think he's so key to the game of baseball going forward. And when you talk about NBA free agency, as I just talked about it with Nick, about how it really is the most exciting time of the year when the season is over. And it speaks to the fact that people are interested in personalities. People are interested in drama. People are interested in rivalries, in reality TV. And that's what the NBA has become. And you look at NBA free agency, and around seven All-Stars, I think, switched teams. Different guys are on different teams now. It's not the big three anymore. It's a big two, which is great for the league. It's going to be more parity. It's going to be more hatred. Seeing Kyrie and KD play together once KD comes back adds drama to the element of even just Kyrie coming back to Boston. He's going to be hated. LeBron's in LA. Kawhi is in LA. There's a lot of story elements to make the NBA appealing and a reason to watch beyond just the sport itself. And it adds to the drama, and it adds to the exposure for the league, and it's great for the league, and the MLB is missing that. But I think Vlad Guerrero Jr., from what you saw in the Homer Derby, he's going to be key for this league going forward. They need guys like Guerrero Jr. They need guys like Bryce Harper, guys that have a big personality and are going to create an emotional response, and you're going to want to tune in to see what they have to say. So it was very exciting. I do think that the MLB still needs to utilize these personalities like the NBA does because, again, the NBA free agency period was so exciting to the point where you just want to see where these guys are going. And if you look at what's successful nowadays, you look at a site like Barstool Sports where it's basically reality TV. You look at the NBA, a lot of drama, keeping up with Kardashians, a lot of drama, reality TV. 
People want drama. People want conflict. People want to see how people respond to those types of things. The NBA is utilizing that, taking advantage of that fact of our culture. The MLB is not. So going forward, if the MLB wants to be more popular among at least my generation, yeah, obviously they have to speed up the game. And there's a nature of the sport that people might not like. But a huge way to market themselves is also to utilize these personalities like a Vlad Guerrero Jr. to get the interest up in this league. Because you see it in the NBA, but you don't see it in the MLB. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to check out my other episodes on the Wicked Local North of Boston website or on my social media accounts. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Robbie McKittrick for the latest podcast information. Thanks so much for listening. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.